0: Hello and welcome to episode thirty-three of Cloud Conversations. I'm Peter Rising. It's great to be back with you again, sure. and I'm joined this week by my lovely co-host, Cat. Cat Greenan. How are you?
1: I'm very good, really, really good. If you don't noticed, I did have my hair cut and chopped off, so Absolutely, I'm looking a little yeah. bit, a little bit different than usual. Um, oh. And uh, we might need to update the art <laughs> on the <laughs> on the oh, yes. Yeah channel because i look uh yes a little bit different but <laughs> nobody um, change no. anything
0: <laughs> yes
1: i know that's it it's gonna yeah cost more to update the art but no i'm very very good and i have the absolute pleasure uh to introduce our guest cheryl Netley who is um, an mvp microsoft certified trainer power platform consultant um, and is really really active in the community speaking at lots of conferences which is how we met um, mentoring you're part of the stem ambassadors um, and there's um, a whole lot more so i don't know if i've butchered that too much that (laughs) introduction cheryl um, that's great it's it's lovely to have (laughs) you i need
2: you with me all the time right
1: (laughs) just be there on the side instructions um but uh would you would you mind introducing yourself to the uh listeners and the the viewers of the show you'll probably do a better job than i just did no um, i didn't think so. that, was that was great that
2: was great i really like your haircut as well i, I really need a haircut but
1: yeah so well, maybe you, you know, let me know
2: who you, who I need to go and see.
1: I think it was I think it was Tony and Guy um oh, okay. the that hairdresser happens. yeah there's a they're a chain you'll find them everywhere but yeah when <laughs> asked to be to look like Uma Thurman and, and it'll, uh, it'll oh yeah fine. yeah I'd love that <laughs> if <only. laughs> um so yeah so I'm
2: Cheryl and um yeah as you said I'm a I'm a sort of Dynamics per platform consultant I work for uh a uk partner called cloud thing um, and we work on social impact projects which is awesome i am a late career shifter so i only came to power platform just under three years ago having spent most of my career in it service management um, so yeah as a result of a, a couple of unfortunate incidents i found myself without a job And luckily, was able to transition across. Um, So I, yeah, I firmly believe it is never too late, right? I would encourage anyone to, you know, try new things, regardless of how old actually or how young you may be. Um, I'm a mum of four. So I'm busy at home as well as at work. Um, And yeah, I do lots of stuff in the community and for the community because actually it was the community who got me to where I am right into this good place Um so I I truly believe that you know we we rise by lifting others and you know it's something that everyone says but I really believe that because I've experienced it myself Um, and I and I think we we all need to pay it forward right wherever wherever we can not just within the the technical community but everywhere in our lives right I think that's it
1: (laughs) it's amazing my mum is also a mum of four so I could (laughs) she's basically superwoman so I don't yeah just doing all that and all the community stuff is is pretty cool um so can you talk a little bit more about that then so um you're quite involved in the community how did you start getting involved um coming from a non IT background later on in your career kind of stage you know how did you kind of approach that okay so I I'd
2: I'd worked in service management for a good a good lot of years I've worked in IT for a long time so about 30 years altogether but with more of a focus on um on the support you know, service yeah. management side of things. You know, I went from, I started way back, you know, on a service desk, or help desk, as they were called then, a, a lot of years ago, actually, when I was expecting my second child. I went in as a temp, you know, and then I, I I'm a sort of a natural problem solver. So I, I fitted quite well into the team and, and I stayed there then. Um, and then I I became tech support eventually. And then I moved into development and became a programmer. Um, and then I moved into projects. And then back to the service desk as a as a service desk manager. And then I I worked as a, an ITSM consultant for a few years. And that's really um, I sort of got to quite an expert level as a service management consultant, having worked in you know all of the sort of areas. Apart from infrastructure, which is my big gap. Um, so, yeah, I, I sort of got to the top of where I could get to. And then I was made redundant, right? Um, which was difficult for me. But have four kids. I'm the sole, mm. I'm a single man. So oh. it's just me who keeps us all afloat. Um, I had a child at university at the time, and, and another one's still very young. And It was a bit of a nightmare. And um, I was lucky that I found another IT service management consultancy role and went into that one. And then that, you know, I lost that after just a couple of years. And I, I, I was really in a not great place, if, you know, truth be told, because all of this pressure, you know, and no job and having lost two in a short space of time, and I, I thought, you know, I've, I've got to do something differently, you know. There's this saying, isn't there? You know, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got, right? So, mm. so I decided to change it up a bit. And I'd, I'd come across dynamics um, uh, a few years before, and and I'd also seen it in my, in the last place I worked, and I, and I'd been struck by the potential of the the power platform right which is just beginning to sort of you know blossom I guess at that time it was quite new and it was all sort of coming together and I was really interested in it I had enough money had enough money for to pay three months bills right I figured that that's what I had in the bank and I thought the first thing I did was I took some time off um, Mm -hmm. because it was Christmas and we'd all had a really rough time um, so I took a bit of time off. And then I thought, right, in January, I'm going to upskill. I'm going to learn this thing and I'm going to see if I can get a job um, doing per platform, right? So that's what I did. Uh, I throughout the month of January, I I worked as if I was at work from eight till eight, and I and I used materials that I found online from the community right and the, the best move i made was I, I linked in i use all the time you know um and i came across julian sharp and i don't know if you know mm. julian but julian is is just tremendous he runs these study groups um which you know take you from a, a knowledge base of nothing to being able to pass certifications in the platform so i joined a julian sharp study group um with a view to you know learning more and, and trying to get get a job and and I got more than that right as a consequence of the study group I obviously I got to know Julian I met Ian Connolly who was also on the group and Larry Merkulis, who was also on the group and they they are very active in in the community and they encouraged me then to go to the Scottish summit. Uh, Actually, back then, it was D365 Saturday, Glasgow, I think it was, Mm. Scotland. Um, And then I just met so many people, right, uh, who who welcomed me and encouraged me and supported me. And I'd never, I had never met so many amazing people ever in, you know, ever before. And I just immediately thought, yeah, I'm so glad that I've met them and I really want to be part of this. And luckily, luckily, um, once I'd upskilled myself for a month, I was able to to get a job. Um, Actually, Larry helped me um, to get my first job in Dynamics and Power Platform, working for a UK partner. And yeah. And the rest is history, right? <laughs> so yeah, that's amazing,
0: it, yeah. absolutely amazing. And <laughs> I, I can empathise with so much of what you just said there, Cheryl, because I, I was made redundant in 2014 from a job that I was too comfortable in, and I never would have left of my own accord. I was an internal IT manager at a manufacturing company doing a bit of everything. Uh, anything that had a Cat5 cable in it, I was responsible yeah. for, even if it was a franking machine. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, but that was the catalyst for me um, getting into Office 365, just the right timing. And um, it's a scary thing being made redundant. It's, it's not something that had happened to me in 25 to, to 30 years of working similar to you to yourself and um it it really does throw you when it's never happened to you before but um uh getting into the community though i I think it's such a as you said such a great thing such a great journey to get into the people you meet and the the type of people who are willing to lift you up and as you say pay it forward and, and there's no egos and agendas and it's really quite unique but um so so resonate with all that but what i'm really interested to hear is how was it changing gears and switching into to doing something completely new like dynamics 365 and and can you sort of tell us a bit about about dynamics 365 because i must admit i don't know much about what it does um so if you could do that that'd be great
2: yeah sure I mean, the hard it was really difficult from from the perspective of I'd gone from someone who was an expert in ITSM, right? I'd worked for a particular vendor, and I was at the point where I was delivering the admin training. I wrote the course. You know, I knew as much as you could possibly know about that particular piece of software. And I've used it for a lot of years, day to day, day in, day out. And that's when you really get to know something ever so well, right? So um, I was going from that into something that I knew n- not really anything about. And that was, uh, that was uncomfortable to begin with, you know, um, because you're just so conscious, you know, you're just so conscious that you don't, you don't know there's so much that you don't know right Mm-mm. um and i think this is where you know the community really really does give you so much support you know and that uh, encourages you to take these sort of leaps of faith i mean the the great thing as well about di- dynamics and the power platform is you know way back dynamics uh, sort of is sort of Um, built on the Power platform right for for people who don't know much about it um the dynamics apps are essentially um the parts of the path they're apps built on the Power platform that deliver specific functionality specific functionality around verticals right so areas of the workplace so sales or marketing or customer service right and the good thing The good thing for me, I guess, about having come from service management is that, you know, there are elements of service management in the service part of dynamics. Right. So in terms of the business processes, I sort of understood some of the business processes, albeit that I didn't understand or didn't was not familiar with the power platform or the applications. okay, And how they were configured. You know, how you would customize them, how you would deliver them, that was all completely new to me. Right. And, and, um, but the, as I say, the good thing that I came to realize quite quickly is that this platform, it, it, it grew from, you know, sort of CRM base. And mm. a, quite a, a lot of years ago, I think it was possible for, for someone, one person, to have a really good grip on the whole of the CRM app, right? But because of the development, you know, that has been invested into Power Platform and and all of the Dynamics apps, I think it would be nigh on impossible for any one person now to be completely expert or familiar with all of the apps, right? Because they are just, huge (laughs) just huge Mm. and they deliver so much right Mm. so that gave me some confidence (laughs) because Mm. i thought okay okay i don't need to i don't need to know it all right i can just you know if i can just focus on one part of the power platform or dynamics um then you know, I I can be comfortable with that. And that's sort of what I did, right? I, because I had known service management, I focused on um, Dynamics 365 customer service as my first step, I guess. And yeah, and that was, so it worked for me and it it enabled me actually to hit the ground running um, when I joined a partner. I, I could talk with confidence about processes, Mm-hmm. even though it did you know you can't get away from it it's going to take you time to build experience right if you mm-hmm. go into something you know from new and um, and yeah I think I I bought a bit of time <laughs> by being able to talk about process
1: whilst I built that expertise right so yeah yeah, I think that's a good approach as well, because you're not, no one's expected to know everything. I mean, it's. A, I don't think it's possible. There will be people who know quite a lot of things, but, you know, you can't know everything. And I think having a speciality and focusing in on one thing and knowing as much as you possibly can about that one thing is such a better approach. Because one of the things you don't want to be is just scattered across, you know, everything. You know you can scratch the surface a little bit on topics but when you can really deep dive on something you know that's your expertise i think that's a lot more valuable um in certain especially in the kind of consultancy role uh, or developer role um so i think that's definitely a good approach to take um and in terms of dynamics so um one thing that i got involved in the diff- different parts of the community um particularly the collaboration side teams sharepoint pete's uh there's some leads into security there as well i've got more involved mm. since knowing you and security which is nice mm. but um Cheryl if you if someone was going to try and get a little bit more involved in the dynamics and power platform community are there any kind of user groups or are there things that you would recommend someone doing to maybe get a little bit more involved
2: yeah i mean there are there are so many things that you can do right there are there are user groups that cover the whole of the whole of the platform and And there are events where people can go along. Um, I think some in-person events have just started up again. You mentioned the South Coast Summit, right? Um, There is the Scottish Summit that's coming up in February of next year, but there are also local and regional user groups that you can go along to. And I think some of those are starting back up in person. Um, Mm. If someone is a little bit maybe, you know, I'm, I'm a determined person, but I'm generally reserved. OK, I find it I find it difficult to throw myself into situations that I'm not familiar with. Right. Mm. Um, but but at the moment, it's it's great, actually, because there are still quite a lot of virtual events happening where you can take part, um, you know, just by joining a call and you can get to know people and you can you can put yourself out there as a. As much as you want to, and if you're not comfortable with it, you can just quietly, quietly watch from the sidelines, right? Mm. And a great place to start is actually, and um, there's something that <laughs> plug plug for me, um, not for me really, but it's something that I do, which is a, which is something called the virtual events hub, right? Mm. And the virtual events hub is a calendar that you can subscribe to, that tells you about a lot of the um, user groups, per Platform Dynamics. Different sorts of things that are happening that you can go along to and, and join in with the community, right? Um a lot of them are great learning events as well. So yeah, I, I sort of maintain that, and it will it will overlay in your Outlook calendar so you can you can you know I'll have mine on there all the time, telling me what's happening today and what's happening this week or this month. Uh, and yeah, and they all the links are there for you to join. So yeah, people could. Do that as a first step, right? And then maybe, you know, get involved in something at maybe an in-person event if, if mm.
1: they if they felt like it. Yeah,
0: that and sounds that's, really useful. Yeah, awesome. that's, that's ahead, so.
1: So sorry, I, was gonna say, <laughs> I, I like the the idea of the virtual. I'll just I'll just sit in the background until I get a little bit more confident, <laughs> yeah. and then then I might turn <laughs> up to one.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it. I mean it, it can be daunting, you know.
1: I remember.
2: know going along when i went to my scottish summit was my very first event and it was nice because it was a really big event and in some ways it gave me some anonymity right i there were a lot of people there i was a small fish in a very big pond you know um so i i was sort of i took some comfort from that and and but i'd already as i say i would met julian sharp on this on this virtual study group and Ian Connolly and Larry Mercallis and so that gave me a little bit of a confidence boost in that yeah I can I can say hello to these people and they'll know who who I am and and actually from there I I just got to meet loads of people so it's a it is a really good first step I think
1: Definitely. And you mentioned there at the uh, Scottish Summit, so I guess we'll be seeing you <laughs> at the next one, I take it. Then I hope so. Next yeah, year. well, definitely. I'll definitely be going. I will volunteer.
2: I volunteered the last couple of years and I spoke at the last one, although it was a virtual event, so we pre-recorded the sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but that's that's great. I mean, I, I love those guys. They Honestly, they welcomed me in you know i really feel like part of the family there now and um and yeah i have submitted a session so we'll see if it gets accepted if it does that'll be amazing because as i say that's the very first event i ever went to um and it's got it you know i i often say it has a special place in my heart and i think people might think i'm just being a bit cheesy right <laughs> But it honestly does, you know. It's sort of, for me, that's where it all started. So, yeah, yeah you will definitely see me
1: there. <laughs> Wonderful. We're going as well, aren't we, Pete? Cloud Conversations will be yep. there and fill the whole, all I, of the
0: host. <laughs> I am planning to be at that one. Yes, I was very upset that I couldn't get to South Coast Summit. I couldn't get there in person, sadly, in the end. I, I was planning to, but um, events changed, as they do. But... Um, but yeah, it'll be great to to get to to somewhere like Scottish Summit in in person. If fingers crossed, if it all comes about, because I've in my community life, I've really not done anything in person. I've been to in person events before um, lockdown times and and, and COVID nineteen, but that also coincided before my own community journey. I. I would go to events like um, Ignite the Tour and Future Decoded at, at Excel London and wander around with my, with my colleagues. And I probably walk past so many people who I know um, really well now and consider friends and, and, and didn't know who they were at the time, which is, is quite heartbreaking in a way. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll, we shall see. Fingers crossed. I, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to getting out there again without a doubt.
1: Do you find it really different, Cheryl, uh, speaking in person? Because you spoke at the in-person at the, mm-hmm. the South Coast Summit, and then obviously next year. So how was how was it? Because I, I was lucky enough to catch your session. <laughs> uh, I was on the front row, uh, which was hey. re- really useful. It's about getting more involved in the community, which obviously I was looking to do. So um, it really kind of helped me. But, um, yeah, how are you finding in person now, coming back, conferences and presenting? Do you find it mm. easier to present in person than you do? And online would you say well i quite li- i like it i i feel that i um i feel that I,
2: I maybe wasn't as prepared as i could have been for south coast summit because like you peter i have a, a home a sometimes challenging home mm. schedule okay and sometimes i can't always guarantee how much free time i'm going to have available um to, to To do things like prepare, right? So, so yeah, I feel that you know, um, I need to prepare maybe better for, <laughs> when it's an in-person event, um, just because you know when you when it's remote. I mean, you can you can have your notes on a screen, okay. and you've got that prompt there all the time, but when it's an in-person event, you're having to like remember everything that you wanted to cover and that can be a bit of a challenge because there are me i'm i'm the terrible thing i do is that i look at people and i get totally drawn in you know i'm i'm looking at you in the front row and i'm smiling and then because i'm smiling and having eye contact i'm like oh what was I going to say next? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, so, so I do, you know. There is, I, you know, I'm sort of prone to to doing that, maybe. And um, so, yeah, I think pre- preparation is the key for anything, right? Mm. Um, and yeah, that's that would be my tip. Is just to, if I, I think if I ever did a TED talk, I would have to prepare for, you know, at least six months <laughs> before. <laughs> could do that
0: <laughs> mm. it is difficult though because i i'm very prone to, to to freezing on occasions and anxiety uh, anxiety is something that i deal with day to day and sometimes i can be just talking away on a, on a call or a or a talk or something like that and, and my brain just goes and i'm like <laughs> oh, blah, 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 and i'm trying to say something and it's it's really different something similar happened this afternoon actually i was going to pick up my oldest son from school and um i was driving t- t- to the roundabout and i'm I forgot what I was doing. I was like, what am I doing? Where am I going? Oh, yeah, school run that way. So maybe. I have it's that when I walk thing, into a room and then, why did
1: I walk into this room again? It's for me going upstairs, remember, right? I'm always going upstairs. I get to the top of the stairs and I think, Yeah. why did I go upstairs? I think we've all got a little bit of that in us. So don't worry, you're mm. not alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me but uh, uh, congratulations by the way on your mvp award oh. Um, oh, yeah that Fantastic. was amazing really well done really well deserved um absolutely tell us tell us about your mvp journey so far it's recently that you got awarded was it yeah a um, few months ago
2: it was a, it was a, honestly it was a, a real surprise to me right i mean i've i known that i've been nominated my friend my very good friend Michelle Wong nominated me very mm. kindly. We do um, we do quite a bit together that we're part of a women in tech group called textilers Stylers. Okay. And Textilers is just a fantastic group. It was started by Foyin Olegide Bello, and she's an MVP who's originally from Nigeria. She lives in Dublin now. She works at Avenard and she is just a force of nature right um but she has this she started this tremendous group to to upskill women primarily when when it began in west africa okay but you know we're global now and it's to help women young women and returners get into the power platform right because we know that there are you know there's gonna be a massive or well, there is now a skill shortage but it's only going to increase as, as time goes on right so it would be great you know for us for or well, for me the, the what the reason I love it is because Power Platform has helped me so much and I think you know I'd love to see other women helped you know in the same way that I've been helped so um so we have this group called Textiles Michelle um takes part in that as well so she obviously I was aware of some of the bits and pieces that I was doing in the community and she nominated me and I was like oh, I could I can't be an MVP Michelle I've not done enough stuff you know and she's like no oh, no you have you have just you know just go with it and I'm like oh okay and then you know I I had a discussion about it um and and I thought may you know I thought maybe I just would not hear anything more right and then mm. a, four or five months later you know this email <laughs> this email <laughs> arrived in my and it, it and I just looked at it and I just couldn't honestly I I couldn't take it in it was too much I I was like wow and then suddenly um suddenly I, I i did a thank you like quite a big quite a big oscar <laughs> nomination thank you on <laughs> on linkedin because i really did want to thank the people who got me there right uh, mm. genuinely um but then but then the world just went crazy you know mm. and i had some great advice from mark christie actually he's like Okay, you post the thing and then you close close your machine down and walk away for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it was really lucky because I'd had a festival planned for that weekend. Um, so I did. I went away with the kids. We went off. We went and did our festival, and yeah, all the all the craziness was happening. <laughs> I just came back to it the following week, but it was, it is an amazing thing, right? It mm. is an amazing thing and I'm just I'm still stunned that it's happened to me but the good thing and this is the thing the good thing about it is that you know I there is a a massive you know inequality in the world right and Mm. we know this uh, what, there are there are so many equalities, but one of the ones that I'm particularly interested in is obviously gender parity right and how how the difference there is between the opportunities that are available to to women and girls right mm. um to to those that are available to men and even still within technology and within even our own area right in the power platform. You, you can see the numbers right everyone everyone can see the numbers and so i feel that maybe in some way if i you know if being an mvp and you know maybe that can encourage other young women who who might have felt it was out of their reach as well you know so yeah hope
1: definitely. so <laughs> i think that definitely it's 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 not just the numbers, but I think there's, and not in the community, but outside, I would say, there's a view I've experienced anyway, my personal experience, there's a view that if you're a woman, you don't know as much as you, you know, you say you do. So you're not technical or, you, you know, you don't know anything worth yet you know, opening your mouth for, um, which is a pretty horrible experience, um, and it's really annoying if anything, because um, you work hard and you know you you put in as much if not more work than some male people that you know, and uh, yeah, it doesn't always um, work when you're talking to certain people. But um, is there anything that you think that we could be doing to help with that, to help encourage young? Women, you're doing mentoring, which is um, amazing. And I want to talk about the STEM Ambassador Programme as well. We'll come on to that in a second. But is there anything that you think the rest of us in the community can do um, to, to really improve that situation and, and really get, you know, more women involved? Yeah, you know?
2: I've, I've been, um, I read quite a lot, right? I read quite a lot. I, I read a lot by, Melinda French Gates is great. She writes a lot about, about you know, women helping each other. Um Gabriella Schuster as well Um, she has this become program which is which is quite interesting which is about sort of allyship and how you know how you can become allies for other other women um and Cheryl Sandberg actually is is another lady who I follow quite a lot she has this uh, organization called Lean In which um you can have these things called lean in circles where you can bring other women in and support them so i have a lean in circle with some some young women that i've met in during my time working in the power platform where you know the idea is is that we sort of help and support each other and we are allies for each other so the difference obviously it's great to have a mentor, right? It's great to have a mentor. And I I, I believe that mentoring is just a f- fantastic thing. Uh, you know, I've received mentoring and I give mentoring, um, which is, you know, which I thoroughly enjoy. I get a lot from that. But um, the mentoring in itself, you know, it can help somebody improve their own situation, But, you know, you're not going to pull them up by just mentoring them. You need to do something more. You need to become an ally. You need to actually reach out your hand, right, and and lift that person up. And I think, you know, it's just an an extra step that maybe we could, you know, more of us become aware of in our roles, right, is actually, you know, Take positive action to help get women into a better place, right? So yeah. So I would I would look at those things. Um, Lean in Circles, uh, the Become program, and any articles written by Melinda French Gates.
0: Hmm. And what about men? What more can men be doing to amplify this message? And do you think we're doing enough in general? Well, if-
2: it's really weird right in my experience you know I think things are changing right i find I find that the men I work with now are so incredibly supportive right I think historically in a in a different generation in a different time I know that I've certainly had experiences where men have not been supportive I mean I have once I was told that I was I had taken the job of a breadwinning male when I'd successfully been appointed into a, a manager role, um, and sweet. how could I possibly accept that role when, you know, <laughs> I, well, you know, I've got four kids, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. I mean that times have changed, right? Um, hmm. And I feel I certainly feel really very supported. That being said. I still I look at corporate structures and hierarchies and I see you know um, not within my own place of work because where I work they're just phenomenal right um, but I do see when I look around there are a whole lot of organizations where that management structure where that layer is just men right mm-hmm. and, yeah. and and I feel that um, I feel that women, I feel that organisations who have a very male, top-heavy sort of structure could make more of an effort to develop women into mm. those types of roles, right? Because I think without representation at that level, um, we, we're we never going to get to to equal representation anywhere, right? Mm. And that's not good for anyone, not just women, you know? Yeah, definitely.
0: No, completely agree. And um even in the context of of something as a small part that we play in the community with this show, um Cat and Roo um know how much I always like to try and get as many female guests on here as possible, as many diverse guests on on the show as possible. And it's not always easy. Um if you look back at our Catalog of episodes. There's, there's there's quite a strong male presence, um, and that illustrates that there is still much work to be done. That we need more females in tech, and 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 to encourage that. So it it, it is a challenge without a doubt.
1: I love that idea as well of um, the the lean what was it again the lean, lean in lean yeah, in. So it's leanin.org and it's lean in circles lean in.org so, we'll yeah. post the we'll post the links i'll put that yeah. in the show notes i think and that would be quite useful because i i love that idea sometimes it's i looked into mentoring and and get getting someone to mentor me sort of thing like another female mm. and and kind of you know learn from their experience but it's hard to find someone and put yeah. yourself out there as you know someone guide me like how do you how do you do it so it's such an awkward mm. thing I find um and there's there's apps and stuff you can use but you know it just it sometimes doesn't work as well so I, I like the idea of mm. just having a support circle that would do yeah. that would be nice exactly. Exactly. <laughs> doesn't have to be a mentor and you know go yeah. through all mm. that it could just be you know a circle yeah. of women that just lift each other up and support each other and yeah I, I I like that so yeah, yeah. I'll be checking
0: something that you said Cheryl resonated with me it doesn't matter what age you are or gender you are you can be both a mentor and a mentee at any age and I would say to you Kat um, I, I could see I, I think you'd be an awesome mentor for for, for anyone so don't don't rule yeah. that out for yourself as well but because um, I think I will, uh, will
1: can... guide the masses on uh, yeah very <laughs> <local laughs> conversations. But that's lovely.
0: <laughs> I've done a bit of both myself, and there's the the Microsoft um, Tech Community app called Tribute, which I sign yes. up for. And I've been a mentor and a mentee on that as, uh, as well. And um, I, I think it's, it's good. It could be better. It's not that well known and, and publicized and not that easy to use. But um, I've had some good experiences on there. And I think uh, we need more of that for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. We, we do have the power platform ambassadors, right? If anyone mm. from within the power platform wants specific mentoring in, you know, in a specific technology or technology area, power platform ambassadors is, is great. And also, mm. um, obviously Mark Smith, he is phenomenal. Um, NZ365 guy. He runs the <laughs> 90 day mentoring challenge. And I did that and it was a it was a game changer for me. So I would mm. recommend, you know, anyone to to Go and register for that cat if you've not done it. You should.
1: I might, I might do now. This this show honestly has encouraged me to do so. Gonna, I want to, I want to write a book. I want to be a mentor. Like I'm literally Brilliant. expanding everything that I didn't think I could do before. It's, it's been great. So this is the uh, thing, I'll right? The things
2: you don't think you can do, right? Mm.
1: And it helps you just
2: stretch yourself and yeah. reach I've recently said you know that I I didn't have a you know a great um, early lifestyle and I felt that i never reached my potential. Um, but you know Microsoft have this mission to enable you know every person and organization on the planet to to mm. it used to be to reach their potential but to achieve more right and i feel that as personally you know i'm i'm doing that now right and Mm. i and i feel that it's the community that have encouraged me to Mm. to reach out definitely try to do that right so yeah definitely do it
1: (laughs) going back then so it's the so that's that how you got started doing mentoring them with the 90 day challenge yeah, yeah, it was. So I had mentoring. So
2: I saw it advertised, right? And um, I've met Mark Smith at the Scottish Summit, um, you know, previously. And I, I was one evening just sitting thinking, oh yeah, I'd like to do that. And I, I registered, and then I was like, after I'd registered, I thought, oh, what are you doing? What are you too old mentoring? You know, what are you doing? And then, and I just. I didn't bother taking it any further. And then Mark emailed me and said, hey, you know, you registered. Can you complete your application form and we'll get you on? And then I felt really silly. And I was like, oh, I've got to do it now. So I, I completed the application form and I got in. And honestly, it was the best thing. You know, it was a phenomenal experience, a phenomenal Um not just in terms of what Mark gives you because he is so generous in sharing his experience and and knowledge but also in the you know you just meet so many amazing people right and Mm. friends again lifelong friends that I met on that on that challenge Um, you know people that i well Tripana who I spent a lot of time with at south coast summit um you know I met her on the 90 day mentoring challenge and it, it's just it's it's a life changer right so yeah mm-hmm. Definitely a
0: recommend. lot of my a lot of my very best friends now are in this community and most of them I've never met in person um so <laughs> it's it's good I, I hear you on that it's it's such a special community uh, it really is it's, it's a, blows my mind at times i just can't get over it
1: (laughs) is that how you got involved in the stem ambassador as well is it what is it that you're doing yeah so it sort of is so somebody else i
2: met on the 90 day mentoring challenge Chimia Kuri, right he's amazing he um he's a consultant also a platform consultant he had posted on linkedin that he was doing this thing called stem ambassador and i'm like hey, what's that you know and i looked into it And I just thought, wow, that is phenomenal. We are, you know, capturing girls again. I mean, that there are, you know, all sorts of people who from, you know, um, underprivileged or maybe disadvantaged areas of the community don't consider things like science, technology, engineering, maths, because they think, you know, they subjects that are out of their reach that for some reason they can't do them right because people are constantly undermining them in different ways and and stem ambassadors what what stem ambassadors do is they go into schools and they pr- provide pros- positive role models for young people to take up these subjects and my particular interest is young girls of the age because there's a, a lot of there are a lot of stats around you know the drop off for these subjects is sort of around sort of 10 11 years old and when you know um there's a, I guess there's peer pressure and lots of different you know influences um so i i just thought you know this is a, this is a great thing if if we can get more Young people actually interested in these subjects. It's, it's going to be, you know, it, it's going to be so much more representative um, of actually our our population, right? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's, that's just something I, <laughs> something I mm, do. About I think shooting. you're exactly
0: right. Exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, going into schools like that and, and and showing young girls at that age that this is a career avenue that is open to them especially in these times, and a perspective that I've had recently in my two most recent roles is as somebody who is looking for talent, um, which is quite a new experience for me, being the hirer rather than the hiree. And it, what it's led me to, to, to see is something you touched on earlier. There, there is a shortage of, of talent in, in our field at the moment in M365, D365. I don't quite know why that is. Across all genders, um, there's there's a lack of really strong candidates right now. So the opportunity for um, girls and boys coming out of school, it, it, it's there. It's it's something that is a real opportunity to get into this uh, this field.
1: Definitely. Yeah, I think one of the things as well, there's definitely the younger ages. That's, yeah, that's where we've got to start encouraging uh, people. But I think it's as well, maybe some girls don't think they're smart enough to be able to do it. That's definitely what I felt um when i was younger i wouldn't choose any of those subjects oh god i can't do that uh yeah. even i fell into it i was like oh no i'm not smart enough to do it <laughs> i think
2: there are a lot of stereotypes you know yeah they, yeah you know, and this this is what we need to challenge right mm-hmm. is there's a stereotypical you know people think that it's just everyone who works in IT is a a programmer. And, you know, okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, there are a lot of programmers. And if you want to be a programmer, that's great. But that's not the only thing that we do in IT. You know, that a lot of what I do is about people. You know, it's about about talking to people and and them opening up to me and, and explaining exactly, you know, having the confidence that I can help them. And, you know, explaining to me what their problems are so that I can design <laughs> solutions to solve their problems. Right. And it's it's about rapport. It's about understanding, you know, human empathy and being able to listen. And yeah, it's not just about coding or coding's good, mm. too. Right. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> coding's good, too. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I couldn't code that save my life. It's not something I've ever been able to do. But so the idea of low code, no code is is fantastic oh, yeah. to me. I love that idea.
1: The only bit of code that I'll delve into is a bit of JSON with some adaptive cards, but that's about it. Everyone that's loves
0: JSON, as... right? As... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, oh,
1: that's as far as it goes. Um, Wasn't he on Friday
0: just... the 13th? <laughs>
1: Just on on the just switching gears a little bit then, talking about the tech, um we the the podcast recording is quite well well timed because we've just wrapped up uh Ignite for this year. Um how did you attend many of the sessions? How did you find it? Was there any announcements that you thought, oh, this is gonna be amazing, really excited or or dreading? Yeah,
2: I I am I'm so excited about it. I'm one of these people who like Steps up all my schedule, and I'm like rushing from one thing to the next, you know. And and yeah, I mean there are loads of exciting announcements around Power Apps that I'm really keen to like get hands on with. Um, I haven't had a chance to play with any of it yet, which is like really (laughs) frustrating. Um, But yeah, I'm. That's so many, so many Power Platform announcements that I'm. Yeah, I'm very excited to get some hands on for sure i think there are some real game changers in there and so i'm mm-hmm. interested to see now how how they develop things like you know pay as you go and, and mobile apps for power apps um mm. yeah i just uh but, and i think also um process yeah. mining right and i i think that sort of may have like gone a little bit under the radar but i actually think that's going to be quite key yeah. right and um, for for actually you know, efficiency and, and making sure, because in my experience, you know, I've, I've worked with um, things like Power Automate and, you know, there, there can be challenges sometimes. So being able to like look under the hood and, mm. and delve a little bit further into things like that, I think that's going to be really interesting.
0: Hmm. I think the only one that I recall seeing um, of a Dynamics flavour from Ignite was is it right that you can now do calling from teams, right, from within Dynamics? Ah,
2: This was the other thing that I was really excited about, which I haven't haven't looked at um, because, yeah, time um, and family. um, (laughs) um, Yeah, the other thing was voice calling, right, Mm. um, in customer service. So I'm really, really excited to have a go with that.
0: Yeah, I think that could be massive, <laughs> couldn't it? The Teams voice stuff has just exploded yeah. over the last yeah. few years, hasn't it? Yeah. It really has. And it's tying into everything. Well, teams has got its claws into literally everything across Microsoft 365, hasn't it? Yeah. It, feel- it's
2: great, though. It's, it's been, oh, yeah. you know, especially during the pandemic. I mean, it it's, it's brought people together, right? It's um, Definitely.
1: It's, yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that I am freaked out a little bit by, and also excited by, is this idea of, um, yeah, this digital world where we have our avatars and we can Um. walk around a room, (laughs) digital room. Yeah,
2: I'm going to say. It's like something
1: from a film, isn't it? Yeah, (laughs) there are some things that I'm not so excited about. (laughs) Mm. And then Facebook have changed on it and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" It's just literally like a sci-fi movie that we're in now. It's, it's just fast-forwarding too quickly. It just, and then, and then there, I read a I read a blog um, where somebody said, "Did anybody ask for avatars? Like, yeah. terms, yeah. was this something mm. that yeah. people wanted?" I'm not yeah. sure. Which I thought yeah. was quite funny because I just certainly didn't even consider no. <laughs> the mm. possibility of yeah. But oh, yeah, they're really pushing the message
0: of mixed reality, yeah. aren't they?
1: yeah i mean to be honest when that when that came
2: up i was like really for real you know we've got all these problems in the world and they're creating avatars. but actually Mm. um i've actually seen some quite good use cases for those right and so you know let's just see let's just see where that goes because Mm. yeah i i guess in some in some ways you know could be useful i'm i'm you know giving it the benefit of the day yeah we'll see how it goes (laughs)
0: Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A couple, a couple of years ago, Microsoft were really, well, and they still are, but um, they were pushing the message of artificial intelligence yeah. right down our throats. And I, I went to a Future Decoded and thought, oh, not this again, two years in a row. But, but that, that's just t- taking a life of its own now. So yeah. maybe, maybe they know something we don't. Maybe they know that mixed reality is going to be the next big thing and I played it a little bit with this at ignite myself I was fortunate enough to be one of the subject matter experts for security and compliance for zero trust at um ignite for a alt space VR mixed reality oh, okay. session which was which was very interesting um yeah. I, I got some comments from a lot of people saying how accurate my avatar looked actually which um <laughs> <laughs> people people struggle to get theirs looking like themselves but uh, it's not hard to slap some g- gray hair and Oh, yeah, then, you've got such an <laughs>
1: iconic look peter yeah, I feel like. yeah. <laughs> and anything would recognize you straight away yeah oh that's a lovely <laughs> thing to say thank you <laughs> amazing so just with um you mentioned how you know it's a bit, a bit hectic in, in your household uh how do you manage everything work life uh you know all of this stuff you're doing in the community for kids did I hear a dog in the background as well yeah <laughs> <throw> it. <laughs> it's just so, no I've got one as well I'm just saying it's so I, I'm like stre- oh my god I'm stressing out at home because I'm like right my dog. Go. I've got one dog no children I'm like I need to take it to the vet I need to do this how on earth do you do it uh and do you use like Viva things like that do they do those types of solutions kind of help manage that time or I- uh, I tend not to watch TV.
2: I don't watch TV. I don't have a TV. I call it waste of life, right? There are some things you have to give up, right? And this is the thing. We all only have a finite amount of time. And there is always a trade off. So for everything that you want to do, there's something else that you can't do. And I think I sort of, I learned that from I go to Glastonbury most years, right? That's my that's my downtime is that I like festivals and I work at Glastonbury on the recycling and and the thing that you learn when you go to somewhere like that is there are so many fantastic things going on, you can't possibly go to them all. And you shouldn't disappoint yourself by, you know, by doing that thing that I do with Ignite and booking up all the sessions, right? <laughs> because you're only gonna just dis- disappoint yourself so um Mm. you need to just think about what your priorities are right and I tend to try to you know only do one big thing in a month because if if I try to do any more than one big thing in a month I'm not going to do it properly right Mm. and and I'm going to disappoint myself and I'm going to disappoint other people so one big community thing in a month Right. And, you know, if I've got time to do a couple of blogs or, you know, something else. Great. Um, But I'm not going to beat myself, beat myself up over anything. And, yeah, I do use. I mean, constantly everything is planned. OK, everything is planned Mm. Um, because if, you know, it's the old saying, right. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Right. Because and there is an element of you know i i do want to be spontaneous right i don't want to like plan to the nth degree but if i if i do plan my time then i can make the best of my free and available time whereas if i don't plan my time actually that i i may squander it and then i just feel you know a little bit unhappy about everything afterwards so yeah i mean i, I it's just planning right it's and i think you get used to that when you have kids right you'll know this peter right you've got to you've got to try and have it's like a you know military operation to get them to school in the morning you know (laughs) (laughs) and it's just routine right that's what it is making things habit i read a great book once by a guy called james clear it's called atomic habits and it's all about you know forming these small habits and stacking them on top of each other so that you know things you 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 get
1: the most out of your days so. yeah i th- i think i'm the same spontaneity great but uh yeah, I always like to have be in control of everything and have everything planned to a T and know what I'm doing, know where I'm going. Mm, I think mm-hmm. I'm just a bit I'm a little bit of a control freak. So that's the only reason why I'm the same. Mm. <laughs> I have to plan everything out. Um but no, that's um that's really good advice. Pete, do you find that do you plan, plan I, ahead before doing anything or are you a bit more mm, spontaneous, spontaneous?
0: I'm I'm probably too spontaneous, uh, really. I, I I do try and plan, but I don't always plan very effectively because there's so many spinning plates. And I I find I'll I'll not realise I've got a, a talk coming up and it's the following day and I'm uh, I don't have any slides and I just wing it and put it together no, I last I last minute. So I I've done that I've been, a few times. <laughs> I've, I've
2: done that with exams a few times. I missed mm. where I've like gone in to reschedule an exam. And it's that day. And I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, that
0: gives me such bad anxiety.
1: Just, mm. um, and I, I, I always have to
0: pre-plan everything. I do try so hard to be organized, but I, uh, I'm not the best at it. I, I really need to try and get better. But that's some great advice there, Cheryl, about the one thing a month in the community, though, because I look back at my own community journey and becoming an MVP myself a year ago, Um and I, and I beat myself up. I think to myself, I'm not doing half as much now as I did then to get MVP. So I start putting that pressure on myself and it's a self-fulfilling cycle or whatever yeah. you want to call it. And um, people like Cat and Rue will say it to me, don't be silly, Peter. You, you, you do plenty. But it's it's hard not to, to have the old mind monkeys going at times, isn't it? Yeah. And think, well, I must do more. I must do more. But uh, um, it's tricky. hard to
2: say no, right? It's, when oh, you've got yeah. really Because everyone's so nice everyone's mm. so nice you just don't want to disappoint anybody exactly right? and I, you know i feel sort of like sometimes obliged you know and because i appreciate how lucky i am and i feel you know that i owe it i owe it to to do some of these things but you know i think for your own well-being you know yes. you do need mm. to take care of of
1: yourself because if you don't take care of yourself,
0: you can't take care of other people, right? So true.
1: Definitely, you got. A, there's quite a big risk of burnout as well. Yeah. Hey, you're going to burn yourself out. You can calm down. Can't <laughs> yes. do so much, but that you're not wrong. Need discipline as well to be able to yeah. say no and manage that mm. and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do, and you can sustain it longer. So yeah, um, I do have. Like, a,
0: I have a couple of requests at the moment. Emails from people in the community saying we're doing this event, and would you be able? And I'm thinking, oh, I really don't have the, Bandwidth for this, but I, I really don't want to say no. But saying no has never been something I've been too good at. I must, I must get better. And people, people are not going to take it personally either.
1: No, definitely. <laughs> but I hope
0: not. <laughs> I mean,
1: so, Cheryl you mentioned uh, festivals there, Glastonbury. Mm, so, yeah. is that typically what you do in your spare time? You're a big music fan, or yeah, is there anything I'm, else that you dabble in? <laughs> we, we have uh, historically as a family, we
2: we go to Glastonbury that's our family holiday every year. We go for two weeks. And Brilliant. that's my time away from the so machine. Um, but other than that, I I do a lot of reading. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. And and walking and that, that's about it really. Um, I do spend Brilliant. quite a lot of time obviously online doing community stuff, but mm. yeah, I think reading actually, I bought myself a deck chair a couple of years ago and that was a really good move because it gets me away from the computer, takes me into the garden where I get fresh air and I can hear the birds and and if yeah, if I'm reading like really good books. Um, that that helps me to get you know to keep my mind well. I think.
1: Hmm. You know,
2: what kind of Absolutely. books do you read? read what genre? Lot of, uh, yeah, I I read a lot of they're they're all nonfiction and they're sort of uh, sort of like self improvement books, I guess. A lot of things like that. Um, I read a good book recently. Um, oh. Is I think it's called Think Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. That was really good. Um, but yeah, I'm reading. I'm reading um, the Michelle Obama um, book oh, yeah. at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So that's quite interesting. Yeah.
0: My wife's read that and she says it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, she, she quite, really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I've just started it. So, uh, so, yeah. Does it just make you want to become like president and <laughs> rule the world? And <laughs> it's, it's more about
2: how, how, um, how actually, she's just like a. You know, the, but what I'm getting from it so far is, to, you know, mm. she's just, just like a, a normal woman, right? Um, mm. Who's find herself in a, in a, you know, in a different situation and how she's handling it. And yeah, I, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. She
0: certainly comes across that way as a down to worth just every day, totally ordinary woman, yeah. doesn't she?
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. So at Glastonbury, I can't speak now, what kind of music is it that you... uh... You're i amazing. like i like drum and bass uh, drum and bass <laughs> drum so and are bass. you there like, mps, mps. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> amazing. Am, yeah
2: that's me gun fingers at the ready um oh, okay. so i, love I it. like drum and bass um that's so funny. yeah but i like actually all sorts of music you know um mm. so yeah all sorts of music but i i it's not just about the music at glastonbury it's about again a it? community right a community mm. of people the people that I meet there. I've been meeting there for twenty years, you know. So we're like a family, and it's just great to see each other. We only see each other like once a year, and we haven't seen each other for about three years now. So yeah, yeah hopefully next year. Oh.
0: So and you that do that the full time. experience. Do you do the the camping, uh, or oh, some yeah, people yeah, go yeah. there in the in the well, hotels, we, don't they? <laughs> we
2: work. Um, we work in the recycling, so we get our own field and we get a party with Michael Evis and we go wow. before it starts and we stay after it finishes. We have Brilliant. our own, our own workers' bars. Um, so we, we're really lucky. I got to work backstage once at the pyramid. I met Sam Smith. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, wow. yeah. So it's, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. Cool. And we're doing who would you say is your... for the planet.
0: Oh, absolutely. And who would you say you've, favorite glastonbury performance has been in all the years David he's
2: been going. David oh,
0: brilliant uh, without
2: without uh, you know yeah clearly and oh. shoulders above anyone else it's really weird because i saw him at wembley years ago and i, I didn't mm-hmm. think he was very good but at glastonbury he was next level he he's just he excelled he was amazing
0: yeah
1: Never saw gotcha. David Bowie. No, but yeah,
0: normally Metallica, I'm so
1: jealous. Gutted, yeah. Metallica Missed were the awesome.
2: Oh. And, I love Metallica. And, yeah, Foo love Fighters it. are great. You know, it's so many R.E.M., you know. Mm-hmm. But I like the, the smaller stages as well, actually. The smaller
1: stages are great.
2: Not just the yeah. Pyramid.
1: I think it's weird festivals there's such a community at festivals as well so the festival of my choice is download festival where it's just a (laughs) bunch of metal heads uh, and I absolutely love it but everybody is so nice like I I got lost and I may have had a few drinks this was far into the evening and I was looking for my other half and I was looking around I was like oh no where is he I'm never going to find him and I was on my own and like three people at three different times came up to me saying are you okay do you need any help and I was like no I'm fine but thank you so much and it happened <laughs> on like a few different occasions I was like I've never felt so safe like <laughs> and such a like on my own and a big group of people so it's uh yeah it's a nice community festival it is. isn't it mm-hmm. um with lots of different genres so slightly different I've never been to Glastonbury I've never got tickets or anything so never had the chance but I might do it. No, no, me. I I see you there, watch, Cheryl. Yeah, I watch it on,
0: yeah, watch it on <laughs> iPlayer every year. It's always it's always nice to yeah. watch. But so um, never been. But uh, sounds amazing. And Bowie, oh, so jealous. I'm massive yeah, Bowie fan. But,
1: uh, me. Um, well, there is one question that I don't know if you'll be able to answer it or not, because uh, you said you don't have a television. Uh. <laughs> so... We, we ask all of our guests i don't know peter do you want to do the honors i asking the, the i can do it honors. yeah
0: absolutely uh, this is all going to depend on if you're a movie buff or not but everybody gets asked this question um out of the two arnold schwarzenegger terminator films well there are more than two but there is only two that really count <laughs> um if you've seen them do you prefer terminator one or terminator two
2: I have seen them. <clears throat> I have seen them. I do watch films, even though I don't watch TV. Um, awesome. And I I feel that Terminator 1 has more of a sort of like a sort of horror feel to oh. it. I think it's a bit like scary. Um, yeah. And Terminator 2 is more of an action movie. Um, so on that basis, I'm going to go with Terminator 2. Ah. Oh, I'm not are. a fan of horror films, right? I feel, <laughs> I feel that there is enough bad stuff in the world, you know. Mm. I just don't want to put myself through any more than I need to. So yeah, awesome.
1: escapism all the way. Fair enough. Do <laughs> you know what? It's about time. I'm, I'm very much Terminator One, but I, know. <laughs> I if you've known us for all the set other things, but. It has been a while since we've had a Terminator 2 site. It's been a so long it's, time, it's about it? time that it switched around, because I was like, yeah, all right, it's getting a bit boring now, just all this, you know, winning of Terminator 1. <laughs> yeah, you, you we were, were winning too up. easily. It's- Terminator 1 is a
0: great story,
1: right? It's a great
2: story. It's the better story, actually. But, yeah,
1: in terms of entertainment factor, yeah. All the definitely. CGI and, yeah. yeah. It's, quite- it's fun, it's fun, this, the second one, but... <laughs> we'll let you off but no no (laughs) I'm glad we've um uh, yeah I'm glad we've switched up so we'll see it's getting Mm. a little bit more interesting now
0: (laughs) Mm. like like Uh, you Cheryl um we don't have a telly at at the moment we we got rid of television a little while ago but but we we just watch stuff on our laptops and Netflix and Amazon Prime and all that and 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 movies in particular but uh are there any other sort of favorite movie genres that, that that you have any any movie passions
2: not really. I, I just watch sometimes, you know, I mean, I've watched all the Disney films, right?
0: Oh,
2: yeah. Uh, <laughs> for kids. Wow. Um, but, yeah, I've I recently watched Cruella. I really like that.
0: But oh, yeah, nice. I don't,
2: um, yeah, I don't – I mean, I'll watch TV with the kids for a movie mm. night, uh, not TV, like Netflix or something, uh, for a movie night. But I I wouldn't sit down and, you know,
1: typically plan to spend time in front of the TV unless they mm. wanted me to. Yeah. Definitely. I love all the Disney films. Absolutely. The remakes, I've not seen too many of them. I've not seen Cruella, uh, oh, the remakes. Are worth. It's good, it? I like Emma it Stone. amazing. So, yeah, Honestly, I might give, a, it. Yeah. give yeah. it a watch. I haven't watch, seen that either. I, oh, I got rid of my Disney Plus because um, I, I got it and then I watched all the films from my childhood and I was like oh my gosh nostalgia uh, and then I watched them all I was like oh I don't need this any- anymore I could just get rid of it so I might get it back and give it a watch because they are Mulan I haven't seen the remake and I um, you know I was looking forward to that so there's a few mm. yeah oh, the, there's some uh, to watch. crackers on
2: there definitely
1: definitely
0: there
1: really is. wonderful I don't know uh, then if it's uh, time to wrap up the show i don't know if there's any other questions
0: that you had peter we've been going a good hour and 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 10 minutes almost so i think it's probably (laughs) time to it's been a wonderful chat though it's it's not felt like that at all it's really fun (laughs) but um i I guess we should give you some time back cheryl we really appreciate you joining us it's it's been Uh, wonderful to talk to you but before before we go could you just um any anything final that you'd like to share with the audience anything you'd like to say and, and let them know how they can get in touch if they'd like to
2: Oh, yeah. Well, of course. I mean, if anyone wants to contact me, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn. I do have a blog. It's CherylNetley.com. Um, so, yeah, just get in touch. Amazing. Amazing.
0: And we'll share all that in, in the show notes when, when we put this live. So amazing stuff. Fantastic. Right. It's, it's It's been really, really lovely talking with you, Cheryl. Uh, Kat, as always, a pleasure. And uh, we shall wind up the show here. Do check us out on YouTube twitter all the usual places i'm too lazy to mention them all by <laughs> we're on this occasion but uh you'll, you know where to find us by now hopefully uh, if you're already watching but um thanks for joining us on cloud conversations and we'll see you next time catch you later thanks, bye. Guys. Bye. It's been great. bye
2: thank you <laughs>